0: following program is paid programming the fees expressed on the following program are those of its hosts and participants
1: and nowhere reflect those of the ownership staff or advertisers of wNri
2: well, it's one
1: for the money, for the show my face, signing my name all over the place. I'll do anything you wanna do, but uh uh, honey,
0: hope you. don't you? Double my
1: Clips. Oh, (laughs) watch that cord. Hate it when that happens. Welcome to Dunn's Deal. This is the place where I do the dealing and I deal them fairly. So we've got a lot of stuff to cover tonight. And, you know, we've got the presidential elections coming up. We've got the Republican debate. And we've got this stuff going on all across the world. Oh, yeah. It affects us deeply. But let me get started right here. Get started the right way with Joe Biden is not the president. Joe Biden is not the president. He is not the commander in chief. He is the thief in chief. He is the pretender to the throne, always looking for his crown. He is the cellar dweller, living with the rats and moles. He is the king of crappers, who will change his pants. He is your highness of hair sniffers, keep him away from your daughters. He is the boss of bribery, he knows how to hide the money. He is the founder of Brandon Falls, Every place he goes He is the Dementia Don Wandering around aimlessly He's a globe-trotting Adversary The Washington generals could have none better And finally He is the leader of the War mongers A finer, more gallant warrior Has never been Okay So on that last part there <laughs> and make a nice little segue To what's going on in the Middle East, and there was a very interesting thing that happened when it happened. November twelfth, no, I'm sorry, November second. <laughs> it was the twelfth. That'd be uh, a fortune teller. This is out of Congress. Let's see, House of Representatives. Okay, is the U.S. going to war against Iran? Let's see. The days of congressional declarations of war are long gone, not passed for any of the many United States wars since World War II. In recent decades, Congress has passed authorizations for the use of military force, AUMFs, to hand over to the executive branch discretion to choose to go to war against a certain country. Are to achieve certain objectives. The AMUFs provide Congress and congressional members distance from the ensuing war so they can duck responsibility or claim credit after reviewing measured public opinion. Yeah, declaring wars was supposed to be something that Congress did so that. You know, I think especially in the House of Representatives, it would be very close to the people. You know, the House of Representatives is up for election every two years. If they decide to go to war and in the first two years it goes badly, you can vote the bums out and you can put in people that will end the war then. But we don't have that now because Congress has delegated its responsibility to the president. And Joe Biden happens to be the uh, uh, the, the resident there at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. So he'll, he'll send it to uh, the committee that makes up his mind. But this is supposed to be something that you argue in public, in Congress, and then you take a vote on it. But no, just gave it away. Gave the responsibility away. That's our Congress. Kick the can down the road. Uh, (laughs) Did the AUMF system reach a new low this week with the House of Representatives approving a a resolution apparently authorizing the executive branch to go to war against Iran? On Wednesday, the House passed Resolution 559 by a vote of 354 to 53. What's that? Uh, Six to one? Something like that. The resolution concludes with the following declaration of U.S. government policy. Resolved that the House of Representatives declares it is the policy of the United States that... A nuclear Islamic Republic of Iran is not acceptable. That Iran must not be able to obtain a nuclear weapon under any circumstances or conditions. Number three, to use all means necessary to prevent Iran from obtaining a nuclear weapon. And... To recognize and support the freedom of action of partners and allies, including Israel, to prevent Iran from obtaining a nuclear weapon. Now, nuclear proliferation and, you know, curtailing that has been part of foreign foreign policy for, uh, for many years, for many presidents, but... There's one thing that needs to be known about, about, you know, weapon systems and top secret information, you know, evolving around weapons, especially the atomic bomb. But in years past, it was knowledge on how to, you know, how to make a a rifle, how to make a, a gun, how to make cannons that in its day was a big uh a big no-no to allow the secrets of cannon making to to be spread around to go to to your enemy and believe it or not bell manufacturers you know like bells in the in the church belfry the people that made bells were also the best cannon makers but that's just history well actually it, it it does matter because there there is no way to stop knowledge from going across a border. That's basically what you're doing. You're taking the knowledge that that you have, that the United States once had, and the Soviet Union uh, once had. You know, there, there were a few co- countries that, that at one time had nuclear capabilities. Uh, the United States. The Soviet Union was second. Uh, Britain was was right in there. Uh, I believe France also had gotten some, you know, information on how to build them. Uh, And then China. And for the longest time, those people were the ones with the nuclear power. Of course, Israel developed them in the early 60s. Although they always deny it, but everyone always knows it. The thing is, it takes the knowledge of missile technology, like uh, North Korea needed the technology, needed the missile technology to be able to shoot off missiles. Bill Clinton sold nuclear technology to China. And a year or two later, shazam, North Korea was testing missiles. Now, was China using North Korea as its test launch uh, capabilities, who knows, probably. But one way or the other, oh, and by the way, Bill Clinton got um, campaign money for being able to do that. He was able to raise a ton of money by selling missile technology. That is what he should have been impeached for. Forget about what he did with Monica Lewinsky, I'm going to avoid the simple uh, joke on that one. But forget what he and Monica Lewinsky did. It was selling of missile technology, I believe it was from a uh, Laurent company, to China that he should have been impeached for. And again, Congress just let it slide. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> So where am I going with this? Iran has a lot of very smart people. (laughs) The Persian people are very smart, very good at math. They always have been. Uh, I think um, uh, chess and uh, algebra came from uh, Iran, from Persia. And... Uh, I believe most of those countries around Iran, all all the Afghanistans and Pakistan, maybe not Pakistan, um, Kyrgyzstan, all those stands have a lot of, of minerals and uranium. Russia has some. So Iran could get the material needed for it. You put that together with the knowledge and... Sooner or later, one of these days, they're going to make a, a missile with nuclear capability on it. So what What this resolution is doing is it's okaying a war with, with Iran to stop them from getting the knowledge and getting the capabilities to, to make a nuclear weapon. And it's also allowing... Israel to draw us into a war with Iran. That is stupidity on top of stupidity. You should never have alliances. You know, you go back to George Washington's uh, thing in the farewell address. You know, you, you don't have permanent alliances with any country. You don't go to war because somebody else is involved in a war and they want your help. Maybe it's not good for you to be there. Maybe it doesn't help you. Maybe it sets you up for a huge fall. But this is what Congress is doing. I mean, imagine this. Congress is passing their responsibility of declaring war to the president, and the president is passing it off to Israel. So, it looks very much like we will be in a war with Iran in not-too-distant future. Let's see, this article I'm reading here quotes something from the, uh, from the policy. It is a policy of the United States to use all means necessary to prevent Iran from obtaining a nuclear weapon, the House has declared. All means necessary is the type of language U.S. politicians and officials routinely use when indicating that military force is an option. So this sure looks like a declaration of war that the U.S. executive branch can use military force against Iran should the executive branch decide that that the means it wishes to pursue to prevent nuclear proliferation. You know, so. Hey, remember when that uh, war in Ukraine got started? You know, Russia went into Ukraine. What happened to the price of gas at that time? It went up to about $4 a gallon. And uh, the price per barrel was about $120 a barrel. If we go to war with Iran... And Russia will probably be giving them aid. We're going <laughs> to we'll be lucky to see just four dollars a gallon at the, at the gas pump. Now, you may say that's worth it to prevent Iran from from getting a nuclear bomb because they would use it against Israel. I'll put this question out. Why do we have to support Israel. Why are we allowing Israel to draw us into a nuclear war with Iran? You know, I'm sure there'll be plenty of people out there that say, "Oh, they're the only democracy in that uh, that corner of the world." Really? How much? How, how many democratic rights do the people in Gaza have? You know. If you're a Christian, you better not speak the Bible to uh, anyone that, that's a Jew in that country. Yeah, oh, they, they love the the money that comes in from tourism, but um, I don't know. Oh, and when when we've been observing wars, the, the USS Liberty. Um you know it was a information gathering ship, I guess you could call it a spy ship. It was in the Mediterranean, watching one of the the many wars that Israel has had with uh, their arab uh you know neighbors there and Israel attacked the u s s liberty and I think they killed about um, there was over a hundred people killed and uh we just swept that under the rug. We we didn't do anything about it. Didn't hold Israel responsible for it, even though we knew it was Israeli jets that that bombed our uh, our ship that was in the Mediterranean, taking in information, watching what was going on. Let's see. The resolution, though, may be in interpreted to go beyond authorizing Joe Biden or his successor to choose to make war in Iran. The resolution arguably declares that the U.S. executive branch must support Israel and any other U.S. partner's or allies in any action they may take to prevent Iran from obtaining a nuclear weapon. Thus, it appears that the House may, through the legislation, I mean, through the resolution, shift congressional war declaration power, like I said before, not just to the U.S. executive branch, but to the government of Israel, for sure, and to additional nations or entities NATO, maybe, that may independently choose to make to take military action against Iran. I think that's a dangerous place to be. The only people who should be making up our mind for our troops to go into battle should be our Congress and our Senate and our president. But, of course, I don't consider Joe Biden to be the president. He stole the election. And look at what happened because an election was allowed to be stolen. Trump was a peace president. He kept us out of wars and he was making, uh, you know, he made good with with uh, Kim Jong-un. He was brokering peace with him. <laughs> he was putting tariffs on China so that we could start to get our manufacturing base back from China. Because if if China uses this opportunity, and I'm surprised as heck that they haven't already gone into Taiwan. But I, I hear that they're surrounding Taiwan with ships and and, you know, doing flyovers over the island time and time again. So they're kind of just saying that, that um, you know, Taiwan is ours and we can take it whenever we want. And if they can convince the people that joining with China is better than having a war with China, all the better. Because they do want their manufacturing base. They do want their factories. They do want the people. You know, the, the, the thinkers. The movers, the groovers. I forgot to mention this very interesting um, piece of information. I've been hearing about a couple of times. Going back to Israel, they have a plan to build a canal like the Suez Canal. You know, the Suez Canal. I'm looking at a map right now. Uh, It you know goes it's in the corner of the Mediterranean Sea. Goes through Egypt down into the Red Sea. The Red Sea at the very northern part has like two two ears, two rabbit ears. One goes up towards where the um, where the um, the canal is in Egypt, and another one just dead ends at the very base of um, of Israel at the one corner. Uh, you've got Saudi Arabia on one side Egypt on the other and there's been a plan I've heard since the 1960s to build a canal through very mountainous areas up to the Mediterranean so that Israel can have have a waterway that competes with uh, with with with, with but the Suez Canal, I almost said the Sinai Canal, the Suez Canal, and would give them access to the Red Sea and the Indian Ocean and you know, all, the, all the, you know, the southern oceans over there. It's very interesting. It's also very interesting that it goes through like the northern tip of Hamas. So could that be the reason why Israel wants wants that property, wants Hamas out of there wants Hamas. Through Gaza. Did I say Hamas? I meant Gaza. But they they want to go through um, the northern tip of of Gaza. All very interesting and convoluted, but Our Congress has handed over power of our military to Israel. That is something that we should never do. Oh, boy. Boy, oh, boy. (laughs) Hey, I've got a few minutes before I take a break. Did you know that Zelensky is claiming that Ukraine has a plan on the battlefield? Yeah. And he was also on on, uh, on TV. He, he was talking to, I guess, anyone who would listen. And he'd say, I'll gladly pay you Tuesday for a uh, F-16 today. <laughs> he was on TV and he was begging for money because he's he can't. Get so much from, from uh, the United States now because we've found a new girlfriend and uh, Zelensky is gone. Israel is in. We're going to be spending all of our money and buying all sorts of weapons and machines of war, and we're going to give them to Israel instead of to Ukraine. So Zelensky is there crying crocodile tears and begging for more. Zelensky claims that Ukraine has a plan on the battlefield. Ukrainian warmonger Volodymyr Zelensky claims that Ukraine has a plan to defeat Russia. You yeah, know, we can tell. And show progress on the battlefield by the end of this year. What is that supposed to happen this summer? That's a Ukraine strategy will yield victories, shortly claims the ruler. We have a plan. We have a very concrete plan, very concrete directions where we can go. I can't share all the details, but we will have some slow steps forward on the south so we can have steps on the east, Zelensky stated on Wednesday as he appeared at the Reuters' next conference via a video link. (laughs) Zelensky promised a certain good steps near Kursan region the region they lost last spring without elaborating further Ukrainian forces have a plan for next year but will try to show battlefield results by the end of 2023 (laughs) Zelensky ensured without indicating which cities he plans to have victories over I'm sure we'll have success it's difficult he added yeah, just like a, ah, boy, I hate to compare it to sports, but it's like a losing team saying, okay, next year we're going to get more pitchers and uh, better batters and we'll get a new coach and everything will be different. We'll, everything will be good next year. Incredible. Eight, uh, when is Veterans Day? Is that? Yeah, it's Tomorrow. Eleven, eleven, eleven. No, eleven, eleven. Just two 11s, because that was in World War One that, that that came up. School dumps Veterans Day for peace assembly, Washington State, of course. And Washington State elementary school is replacing Veterans Day with a so-called peace assembly. In the past years, Benjamin Rush Elementary held a lovely Veterans Day assembly. It features choral performances of It's a Grand Old Flag, This Land is Your Land, and the Star-Spangled Banner. But that stuff's got to go. In place of Veterans Day assembly, the school's administration opted to recognize the International Day of Tolerance, <laughs> sponsored by UNESCO. Oh, boy. You know, if the UN is sponsoring anything, stay away from it. Let's see this. The school ditched pa- the patriotic songs for those centered around the Assembly's theme of tolerant, acceptance, and kindness. I don't win you a war. But we shouldn't be getting involved in this war that Israel could drag us into. We should avoid that at all costs. Maybe read some more of what uh, George Washington had to say about entangling ourselves in other people's conflicts. So, anyhow, let's go up here and we shall take a break. Oh, yeah. Now, let's go here and we shall be back for more. The United States of Empire by James Dunn shows how the U.S. became a worldwide empire. It looks at the entry of the U.S. into both world wars. George Washington had warned us about entangling ourselves in European wars. Before World War I, the United States was not concerned with foreign conflicts. In World War I, we changed the balance of power in Europe. We went in to save the world for democracy. We expelled the German Kaiser and imposed our own idea of what Germany should look like. Propaganda painted the Kaiser as the evil Hun that was destroying civilization. So when the true barbarian rose to power, Hitler, how could we avoid being drawn in again? We saved Great Britain. Britain needed us again in World War II to save their bacon. We bought the hog. Now we are the empire. The book The United States of Empire in paperback is available at Amazon.com. Here's author James Dunn to talk about his soon-to-be-printed next book. The King Philip's War in New England in 1675 defined the relations, for good or bad, between English settlers and Native Americans for centuries to come. Many of the battles are local to the Blackstone, Providence area, with long-forgotten memorials and grave sites. Smithfield was the Battle of Nipsichuk. The Battle of Sudbury in Sudbury, Mass., was a turning point. Mount Hope in Bristol, Rhode Island, was the home of King Philip and the Wampanoag tribe. The Connecticut River Valley was a scene of many bloody encounters between the English and the Nipmuc tribe. South Kingston, Rhode Island saw the Great Swamp Battle slash Massacre. One Englishman stands out in this brutal conflict. He dared to learn to fight like the Indians did and won the war for the English. He was Captain Benjamin Church in the book, Captain Benjamin Church and the King Philip's War. Okay, I'm back here, back for more. And uh, so, so much of foreign stuff. Let's stick locally. Let's stick with the United States for a little while because I didn't watch it because Donald Trump is going to be the uh, nominee for for the presidency for the Republican Party. So I figured it wasn't worth my time to, to watch the debate. Between all the, uh, the losers. <laughs> it's like that uh, that term, you know, first is for the winner, and then second place, well, second place is the first loser. But of course, they're all running to become the vice president to Donald Trump. That's my opinion. And uh, so I didn't watch it, but I saw a just a great clip i mean ramaswamy just he laid into the people on the stage as well oh as Ron, ronna mcdaniel who is mitt romney's uh uh niece by the way she, i'm sure that mitt had something pulled some strings to uh, get her to be at that job at that position and um She's a rhino. She's a rhino's rhino. Now, someone that's related to Mitt Romney, of course, is going to be a rhino. And she has undermined the, uh, you know, the, the aspirations of many a mega uh, person by not giving money to them uh, in this past, uh, you know, election that we had last night, uh, two days ago. Uh, McDaniel, she held m- money away from uh, Governor Yunkin down in um, in Virginia, so you know Virginia took some losses that they may not have if the MAGA people had been better funded. And um, th- there is a civil war in the uh, in the Republican Party between the MAGA representatives. And the rhinos, the old class, the the class that wants to continue with more wars because they're making money off of wars. The government's making money off of wars. The uh, military industrial complex is making money off of wars. And politicians are making money through kickbacks because of all the money that they're laundering to Ukraine. It goes to Ukraine. It comes back to them. Maybe not as much, but, you know, a million dollars isn't bad if it gets kicked back to you as an individual senator or a representative, you know. It's a racket. These are racketeers that are in our government. Not all of them, but it's going to be very hard to get rid of them because they are controlling... The uh, positions of power, like the uh, the chairwoman of the Republican committee, which is where Rona McDaniels is. And uh, my neck is killing me. But just listen to what uh, Ramaswamy did to all these people. And. We'll play it right now. Uh, Mr. Ramaswamy,
0: let me turn to you. Uh, Please make your case. Why should you be the nominee and not the former president? I think there's something deeper going on in the Republican Party here. And I am upset about what happened last night. We've become a party of losers at the end of the day. It a cancer in the Republican establishment. Let's speak the truth. I mean, since Ronna McDaniel took over as chairwoman of the RNC in 2017, we have lost 2018, 2020, 2022, no red wave that never came. We got trounced last night in 2023. And I think that we have to have accountability in our party. For that matter, Ron, if you want to come on stage tonight, you want to look the GOP voters in the eye and tell them you resign, I will turn over my, yield my time to you. And frankly, look, the people there are cheering for losing in the Republican Party. Think about who's moderating this debate. This should be Tucker Carlson, Joe Rogan, and Elon Musk. We'd have ten times the viewership asking questions that GOP primary voters actually care about and bringing more people into our party. You think the Democrats, and we've got Kristen Walker here, you think that Democrats would actually hire Greg Gutfeld to host a Democratic debate? They wouldn't do it. And so the fact of the matter is, I mean, Chris, I'm going to use this time because this is actually about you in the media and the corrupt media establishment. Ask you the Trump-Russia collusion hoax that you pushed on this network for years. Was that real or was that Hillary Clinton made up disinformation? Answer the question. Go. <laughs> Mr. Ross this is how we get our country back.
1: Is it real or is it Memorex? I loved it when he was, especially when he tore... Into to uh, the commentator there, because uh, Lester Holt, that's his name. For years, they kept on pounding Russia, Russia, Russia. The the P tape, again and, and again and again on uh, on Trump. You know, crippled his his administration, and you know, it was all a lie. It was all Hillary Clinton. Uh, you know, manufactured. Evidence uh, that steel dossier, and it was the insurance policy that uh, what's his name there at the FBI had said uh, you know when his his girlfriend was afraid that that Trump might win and uh, I've forgotten both their names now. they're not important though he said that we have an insurance policy don't worry. And they just dragged Trump through the mud for four years over something that never happened. It was a lie. And the news media knew it was a lie. And the news media helped to cover up uh, Hunter Biden's laptop, which showed how corrupt that Joe Biden was all throughout the, um, uh, the Obama administration. And you can't tell me that Obama didn't know what was going on. Obama knew. So we've got a very corrupt government and they're putting up all sorts of roadblocks to uh, prevent us from cleaning things up. But it looks like I've got a caller here so let's go to the phones. I'm Mr. Ramaswamy. Let me Go ahead caller, what's on your mind?
2: What's up James, How are you? Yeah, been better. How well, dare you a- say we have a corrupt government? How dare you? <laughs> They're the most honestable, honest, likable folks I ever seen. How dare you?
1: Of course, you could give them your wallet and not worry, but you could hand them your bank book, and <laughs> you might Absolutely. be pretty soon.
2: Yes, I'm so proud of the U.S. government right now. <laughs> hey, Ramaswamy's like a Family Guy character. He really is, man.
1: Yeah, yeah, he is. I don't know wh- whether to trust him, and you know, I. He'd be good to have a cabinet position in Trump's uh, administration, <laughs> but I don't know if I want him, even as vice president. But he's great, you know, skewering Ronald McDaniel and, uh, uh, and all the shenanigans going on.
2: Yeah, yeah. All I know is that during that debate, I heard the name Israel more than I heard the name United States of America. It's insane. Totally
1: insane. That's right, because I was listening to Howie Carr uh, driving in, and he was saying that uh, the United States was mentioned like 50 times. Israel was named like 250 times. (laughs) It's incredible. We're allowing Israel, we're allowing Benjamin Netanyahu, who I used to think was a good guy,
2: but no No, he's a demon from hell. Yeah. He's a demon from hell. I did not know whether I was watching a presidential debate or, a, or an Israeli prime minister debate. I was like, "Which is this?" <laughs> it was
1: Incredible. tough to tell. Incredible.
2: I know. I know. It's un, unreal. Yeah. Nikki Haley. Wow. What would <laughs> you vote for, Nikki Haley? Leave your grapes at the voting booth, boys. If you vote for Nikki Haley.
1: Yeah. Really. And she's hey a, she's just paid off by the military industrial complex anyhow. Oh, ridiculous! Yeah, a lot of them ramble into her. Yeah, he, he, he's the
2: only one that that that. If I had to hang out with somebody, it'd be vivid. like you. I'm like, yeah, this guy's just there for entertainment purposes. But James, hey, next Saturday is Miss Universe, and check it out, man. Two of the contestants in Miss Universe will have prostates. <laughs>
1: Isn't that epic? Yes, uh, that is just so crazy. Uh, but they'll allow it, you know. You've, you've got yeah, the guys, the the there. Not they have yeah. their own contest, the the Miss tranny contest, <laughs> <the> Miss tranny <laughs> of the world,
2: and Miss Portugal have prostates. Hey. Unbelievable, This hey. demonic world that that they want to force us into.
1: Yeah, it's unreal. Well, it, it, they have to worship Ishtar, you know? They, they've they got to get their worship time in.
2: Yeah, you got to worship Baphomet, too. Yeah. Uh, we had to talk funny times, James. Funny times. Well, <laughs> that's,
1: that's what worries me about going into a war with, with Iran. Where is the price of oil going to go there? I mean, <laughs> Iran will shut down the... Um, uh, Gulf of, of Hormuz there. The Straits of Hormuz? Yeah, yeah you, you won't get any oil coming out of the Persian Gulf. Russia will take the opportunity to jack the price up again. So will Saudi Arabia. And they want to, you know, they, they want to knock the, the U.S. dollar out of its position as, um, you know, the petrodollar. As the yep, lead. It'll happen soon. It, it,
2: it'll happen. It, it will. You know, I'm <laughs> The world's going to change for us in the next decade or so. Oh, is it going to change?
1: Yeah, and I wonder if people can handle not the United States not being the top dog because that's going to affect our standard of living. It's going to. Yeah, I just want to
2: be free and left alone. Just leave me alone. I don't need the empire. I just want a strong country that nobody messes with, and I don't want to dominate. The rest of the world.
1: Put our military on our borders so that we can stop this, this crazy invasion that's happening. That's the thing. I mean, Congress is ignoring the the invasion going on. Yeah. But we're going to take care of, of Israel's borders. We're going to help out Yeah, the
2: Ukraine's border.
1: Ukraine's border. It says in the Constitution that
2: Congress has that power, but they keep trying to convince you that all the president... It's all his fault. It's all his fault. It's like it's like. Do we have a king? That's why I'm a little disappointed that Trump's not showing up there. Because if he was up there, he would show these people how much fools they are. That they don't know how government works. But hopefully, he, if he chooses any of those fools to be his VP, nah. Well, hopefully- he,
1: he might uh, choose Scott, Tim Scott, because you know he would. It would need uh, a minority to balance off the ticket.
2: I wouldn't choose any of them fools.
1: No, I wouldn't either.
2: Not any of them. Maybe right. Douglas McGregor, maybe. Colonel Douglas McGregor or Philip Jalali. Uh,
1: yeah, McFlynn. Uh, um, Flynn, Flynn. <laughs> There's Flynn. no Mick on
2: it. <laughs> uh, we had to talk funny times, James.
1: Yeah, I... Interesting. time Any, but- any congressman, there were 53 that didn't vote for uh, that resolution. So I should find out who the 53 are because they are worth mentioning. But um-
2: Yeah, no more Congress declares war because back in the day when the senators were chosen by the state legislatures, if a senator voted to go to war, he'd have to go in front of his state legislature and explain why he was voting to declare war. And they don't have to do that anymore because they have no ties to the states. They're originally supposed to be representatives of the state, not
1: the people. Yeah, it's, it's, it's incredible. And we're just giving up. They don't want to take any responsibility to it. And they're letting a doddering, uh, dementia adult fool make the decision. And, of course, we know that it's Obama and a committee of, of people behind the scenes. But no one's taking responsibility. It- no,
2: no. They want to blame this guy. This guy. Oh, no, always his fault, her fault, their fault. Their yep. fault blah, blah blah blah
1: Yep. Because when it, when it all goes into uh, you know when you know what hits the fan. Yeah. They don't want to say it's not me, not me. If he did it.
2: Yeah, yeah. It makes you wonder because we never found out anybody that was on that Epstein's list, and our politicians are probably all blackmailed by that system. Oh, and there's a
1: new. Um, uh, sex uh, scandal coming out of Boston and yeah, yeah. Virginia,
2: yeah. Yeah, about that one, yeah. yeah prostitution
1: family, yep. yeah. But I mean, they're going to get the small fries, they're going to get a, maybe a couple of representatives, they're going to get a few yeah, guys exactly. out of MIT or, or wherever. Yeah, the Lotus, yeah. So, and it's, bo- and it's a DOJ that's doing it. So, this is a CYA operation. They're going to get a yep. few small people, and they'll be able to say, see, we are stopping yeah, this, door. you know, when, oh, God, I don't know what, how, how does uh, Merrick Garland like it? She like little boys <laughs> or little girls?
2: Probably both. Nobody patting yeah. themselves on the back. Hip, hip, hooray for us. Cause notice how, notice, James, how they always bust people with the, um, child porn on their phones, but they never bust the people that are making the child porn. You know what I'm saying?
1: That was the whole idea behind uh, The Sound of Freedom was that uh, Tim Ballard was actually going after the the guys that were running the operations.
2: Well, uh, that's what you got to do. Yeah, yeah. All right, James, man. Peace. I'll talk to you. Peace.
1: Take care. Let's turn that off. Yeah, we've got a very dirty, corrupt government and... Um, they're doing nothing to stop it. I mean, just look at the invasion that we've got thousands of, of illegals coming across our border. And we don't know how many of them are terrorists. And you can't tell me none of them are because if we're going to go to war with Iran, Iran will play, uh, you know, fifth generation warfare. Yeah, they've, they'll have drones. They've got a lot of good drones. You know, they've been selling them to, uh, to Russia. And they've been very effective against, uh, Ukraine. They'll be using those against us. But they'll also send suicide bombers into the United States. We've already captured about 150, 170 of them. But, um, There's a lot more that got got by. If we got 170 of them, that probably means there's 1,000, 1,500. And they'll be able to do damage to this country. Yeah, we're corrupt. Oh, and the other thing about that is watch out for false flags. Because that's the thing... Iran may be smart enough not to get goaded into into war with the United States. It's like, you know, in Ukraine, Putin went to the war with Ukraine and just Ukraine. He was smart enough not to attack uh, any uh, U.N. cities, any cities outside of Ukraine. He's been keeping the war in Ukraine now. NATO and Ukraine have been hitting targets in Russia in Moscow trying to goad Russia into a greater war a war directly with NATO and he never went for the bait he he knows that, that that'd be a war that he would lose so he didn't go for it Iran may be able to learn from russia and not go for the easy targets that um, that israel might set up so there will have to be a false flag like the gulf of tonkin was a false flag 911 you got to ask yourself how how hot does a fire have to get to melt steel Short answer is about 1,700 degrees. Jet fuel burns at about 700, 800 degrees. So that's 1,000 degrees less. The jets could not have taken down those buildings. It was an inside job. It was a false flag so we could go to war in the Middle East. Pearl Harbor was a false flag. And not that it didn't happen, but we goaded the Japanese, into attacking Pearl Harbor by putting all of our ships there, the obsolete ones, by the way, and then cutting off oil shipments to uh, Japan. And we, we banned them from other products as well that was needed for their war effort. So they went and hit Hawaii, hoping to take the United States out of the war before we could uh, ever get involved in it. It failed because the 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 two new ships, the two aircraft carriers, the the real power of naval vessels in uh, in World War II weren't there. Hmm. But Japan attacked us, and the United States did not want to get involved in that that war. I don't know if they were taking polls then, but they were figuring that about—actually, I do think they were taking polls. It was the beginning of poll-taking. And it was like 75%, 80% of the people were dead set against going into another uh, world war like we had in World War I. So Roosevelt needed something big to get us into the war because he had tried in the Atlantic— and he failed with an attack on the, um, the USS Greer. So then he tried in the Pacific, which is a much bigger attack, an attack on Pearl Harbor and all those ships that were there. 2,000 men lost their lives that day. But they were set up. They were put there in order to get Americans angry enough at Japan to want to go to war. So, yes, do be uh, aware of false flags. Countries pull them off all the time. Not just the United States, other. There, there are plenty of stories about false flags being used to start wars all over the place. But, um,. We have to be aware of this. And I think that Congress should revote that that resolution. And they should debate whether or not we should go to war and debate what might happen in that war. Thrash it out on, on the floor of uh, the House of Representatives or on the floor of the Senate. and Be responsible for your vote. Uh, it's, it's incredible. So, we're in for, for, uh, some very interesting times. Yes, may you live in interesting times. And I guess I should find the, uh, the outro. There we go. So, I don't know, my neck is kind of bothering me tonight. So. Couldn't be as upbeat as I wanted to But of course this is some heavy stuff Anyhow And um We we need to think seriously About what's going on because Oh and we've got an army (laughs) I didn't even get to the article about How people don't want to join the army now So I wouldn't Wouldn't want to fight for Joe Certainly wouldn't want to be in a tranny army Anyhow Have a good weekend Enjoy the good times while they last.
2: Listening to Dunn's Deal with author James Dunn. Join James every Friday at 6.05 for a unique perspective on today's issues. But for now, this is a Dunn Deal. Only on your voice in the Blackstone Valley. WNRI, Socket.